And this is really what I want to talk to you about tonight is that God is faithful. It sounds so simple, but sometimes we underestimate what it means, God's faithfulness and who he is and what he does for us and how much he loves us. But that song is a song that's ministered to me over the years when I thought I was going through something and wondering, how in the world am I going to get through this? And I was just reminded, he will be faithful. That's what I want to read to you tonight is a scripture that talks about God's faithfulness in Isaiah chapter 43. Verse 2 and 3 of a scripture that you might have heard before. It says this, When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you, says the Lord. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I love how this verse tells us about God's faithfulness. And really, you've kind of got to just stop and think about it for a moment and realize what God's faithfulness is in the moment and how it's happening. That we see here that he talks about water. He talks about fire. And he talks about going through the water. And he talks about going through the fire. And the amazing thing is, is that we discover God's faithfulness in the midst of adversity. And that's what Isaiah is telling us here, is he's telling us that even when things do get difficult, even when they are tough, God promises his faithfulness that he will be with us. Let's talk about adversity for a moment, because really adversity is the contrast that brings out God's faithfulness. Adversity is the stage for God to demonstrate his might and power before the world. And sometimes adversity is the moments for you and I to really realize and come to comprehend God's faithfulness for us. We have to remember that our God is not afraid, nor is he incapable to step into our adversity so that we might truly realize how much he loves us. As Isaiah said there, the word said that he would be with us through the fire, he would be with us in the water, and he says it this way, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. May we never forget that God is our Savior, that he came to rescue us from a world of darkness. He saved us from our sins, but he's our Savior every day, constantly saving us, rescuing us, and helping us as he is faithfully with us. And this is really what I wanted you to catch tonight as we're praying and talking about God's faithfulness is this, is fulfilled faithfulness becomes the hope of future faithfulness. I want to read that to you again, is that fulfilled faithfulness becomes the hope of future faithfulness. And that's exactly what Isaiah is doing here in Isaiah 43. Isaiah is recalling some specific events. He tells them that when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. If you think back to the Old Testament, that happened. When the people of Israel were fleeing Egypt and they were running and getting ready to go across the Red Sea, the Bible says that the Lord parted the waters and they crossed on dry ground. And as the Egyptians were chasing them, the water came and overtook them. But the Bible says here in Isaiah that they will not sweep over you. And that was the testimony and that was the story of the history of Israel, is that they had discovered God's faithfulness before. God had proved to them as he rescued them that he would be with them as they passed through the waters. It wasn't just a statement to kind of uh, be allegorical in a sense, although it could be applying to us today, but it was a statement of fact. God had actually done that. God had actually been with them as they passed through the waters. 
But if you think about the timing of Isaiah's prophecy, is that Isaiah's recalling the crossing of the Red Sea, but he's also right in the middle. He's, he's at the end of when the people of Israel are about to go into Babylonian captivity. He's in this timeline where soon, a few years after Isaiah's prophecy, they would come into captivity. And then three other people would come along that Isaiah talks about here and he recalls. And that would be the three Hebrew children. You know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And once again, remember, Isaiah is recalling a statement of fact. When you pass through the waters, when you pass through the rivers, they're not going to sweep over you. I'll be with you. And then he goes on and recalls in this way. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned, and the flames will not set you ablaze. It was the story of God's faithfulness once again. And it would be the story of God's faithfulness that would carry the children of Israel as they were tossed into a fiery furnace for not bowing down to the image that had been established. And there they were in a fiery furnace and the fire should have consumed them immediately. It should have singed everything upon them. But the Bible says that as they looked down, as the king looked down into the blaze and the furnace, that there happened to be a fourth man present who had the appearance of God. It's amazing to me that Isaiah was able to talk about a fulfilled faithfulness that God had did, but also leave them with an anticipation of God's future faithfulness of what he would do. It was a way of, for the children of Israel so that when those three Hebrew children were tossed into the fire, that they could look back and recall, no, God was faithful to our people before, to our ancestors. As they went through the water, God was with them. He kept their word to them. And we know, for a matter of fact, as we're standing in this furnace today, God is able to keep his word. It's proof, once again, that fulfilled faithfulness becomes the hope of future faithfulness. And Isaiah 43 recalls that crossing of the Red Sea is the children of Israel being pursued by the Egyptians. And the fulfillment would be the hope of those three Hebrew children and the fire. And the amazing thing is that fourth man, he didn't stand above the fire. He didn't talk to them from a distance. He stood with them in the fire. And the fulfilled faithfulness gave them the faith to trust God's future faithfulness. You know, recounting God's faithfulness was a spiritual practice of the uh, Hebrew children, of the Israelites. If you read through the Psalms, you'll hear how they tell the stories of how God provided, of how God made a way. And I've noticed that sometimes in our day and age, and especially myself, I forget what God does for me sometimes. I forget God's faithfulness. And I realize that what the Psalms were so important about doing was reminding them continually of God's faithfulness. And I just want to encourage you tonight to be a person who recounts God's faithfulness. Don't forget what God has done for you over and over again, how he saved you and rescued you, provided for you over and over again. Recounting God's faithfulness is a spiritual practice that should be a part of our daily lives so that we may not grow discouraged. Because remember, fulfilled faithfulness becomes the hope of future faithfulness when you and I can look back and see and recall God was faithful in that season then I know God can be faithful in this season that's approaching us up ahead as you read the New Testament or read the Old Testament you'll see over and over again the word faithful but what's amazing to me is you see verses like this in Psalm 36 5 that says your steadfast love O Lord extends to the heavens your faithfulness to the clouds I love how the psalmist says there's not even a way to measure God's faithfulness. It extends up into the sky. And as you go through the psalms, there's something interesting that happens. Is that almost every time you see the word faithfulness occur, it is paired with the, word, the phrase steadfast love. 
Throughout the Psalms, we see steadfast love and faithfulness together. It was a way of reiterating that God's faithfulness is his steadfast love. Because God is faithful, because God is continually with us and near to us, it is proof of God's love for you and I. It's proof that his love does not change. He is faithful because he loves you. It's a reminder, once again, that we ought to recount God's faithfulness in our lives so that we don't forget that we serve a God who loves us, who cares for us. That even when we're going through difficulty and we're going through adversity and it seems like it's terrible in the moment, that we have to remember that our God is not a God who just watches us and puts his arms back and just laughs at our misery. That's not who our God is. Our God takes concern about what we're going through. It broke Jesus' heart when Lazarus, when he saw the state of Mary and Martha at the tomb of Lazarus, he wept. God doesn't take delight in our pain and suffering, but he promises to be with us. And more than anything in the world, more than any kind of getting out of it or walking or provision or anything that we could get, the best thing that we could have in adversity is the presence of God with us. There is nothing like it. There is no assurance in the world other than knowing the fact that when you pass through the rivers, they won't sweep you over. I'll be with you. When you walk through the fire, you're not going to be burned. The flames are not even going to set you ablaze. Why? Because I am the Lord, your Savior. It's the promises of God's faithfulness to us over and over again. 2 Timothy chapter 3 says it this way, that if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. I like how Paul told Timothy, if we are faithless, God even still remains faithful. Why? Because God cannot deny himself. In other words, what Paul is telling Timothy is this, is that faithfulness is an attribute of God. It's not something that God does. It's who he is. Faithfulness is a part of God. That's why when the fruit of the Spirit is in us, it's faithfulness at work because it's a result of who God is. And it's amazing to me, and God reassures us over and over through Scripture that he is faithful and he cannot deny himself. And so tonight, I just want to encourage you and leave you with this hope tonight that as we go through adversity, as you're going through adversity, you're going through a challenge, I want to remind you tonight, and maybe it's just a simple reminder to point you back to something God's done for you before or how you've seen God's love in your life, that God is faithful. Don't ever forget it. Don't ever forget that he, that he would forget, but don't ever think that he would forget about you and leave you abandoned. That's not who God is. No, God loves you. He's faithful. Faithfulness is an attribute of God. And as a matter of fact, the Bible tells us in Revelation, when Jesus comes riding on that white horse, his name is going to be what? Faithful and true. Because that's who God is. And the amazing thing is, is here John is writing this at the end of it all. And even until the end, the Bible called Jesus faithful and true. If he started it in the beginning, we have the hope today that even until the end, God promises us that he will be faithful. He's faithful. And so I want to encourage you and remind you once again, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Why? Because I am the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior, and God cannot deny himself his faithfulness. Tonight, I encourage you as we pray, lead, close in prayer, maybe the Holy Spirit wants to remind you of something, God's faithfulness. So as you're going through adversity, you won't forget that he will be faithful once again. 
Don't deny his faithfulness. Look back at all the times God's been faithful. And just in this moment tonight, encourage yourself. No, God has been faithful to me. He's going to continue being faithful. I want to pray for you tonight. Lord, I thank you tonight for all of my brothers and sisters who have gathered to pray tonight. And I'm praying, Lord, that you'll come encourage them, Lord. You'll give them a word of strength tonight, a word of comfort, Lord, a word to sustain the weary. I pray tonight, Father, that they would be reminded of your faithfulness, all of us, Lord, as we go through adversity in the future, as we go through difficulty, maybe even now, Lord, we recall your faithfulness. And God, we say to ourselves, Lord, no, God has been faithful. He'll continue to be faithful. That's who you are, Lord. It's your character, and you cannot deny yourself. You are faithful and true. And so, Lord, tonight to every discouraged person, I pray encouragement would come as they recall your faithfulness, Lord, as they look back over fulfilled faithfulness that would give them the hope of future faithfulness, Lord, that they wouldn't be abandoned in this and lonely in their thoughts, but that they might be encouraged knowing that God is faithful and he will always be faithful, even until the end. So, Lord, tonight, encourage every person that's gathering with us tonight. Bring them strength as they uh, pray tonight, as they seek your face, Lord, and remind them, Holy Spirit, come be with them tonight in faithfulness. Remind them of your strength. Remind them of your provision over and over again. And, God, we bless you. We honor you tonight, and we give you all the glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.